Hello, everyone. My name is Brooklyn Myers, and I am an Elixir newbie. My goal is to help people adopt Elixir and grow as developers while doing the same myself. I do that by documenting and sharing my own experience in the Elixir industry. It's been an incredible journey so far, and I look forward to taking the next step with you. So let's jump in to the Elixir Newbie Podcast. Today, we have a very special episode of the Elixir Newbie Podcast, as this is the first time that I've ever had two guests on at the same time. If you've been following this podcast for a while, you know that I've been working on Dockyard Academy, which is a 90-day full-time Elixir course. I'm joined by two amazing students in the Dockyard Academy beta program, John Valdivia and Andrew Martin. John, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Drew. Hey, Brooke. Hey, John. I am super excited for this. Um, it's been an absolute blast. The couple of, uh, and not even a full week, about a week and a half of something, like, something that. like that, of working with you both. We've been doing uh, teaching five days a week. Uh, I'm sure your brains are already close to their exploding point, having uh, new concepts just introduced as... <laughs> past, past that point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> new concepts just, uh, yeah. Well past the exploding point. Yeah, well past. Um, but, uh, but before we jump into how the Academy's been going, um, how you know things have been either being picked up or not picked up, and, and just kind of reviewing what the past week and a half has has been like together. Um, I'm curious to know uh, what was your background before joining the academy, and uh, as part of that, maybe you could just state. I know we've already said hello, John and Andrew, but just so we know which voice is which, uh, maybe you can start by say, <laughs> uh, saying hello, I am, and then tell me a bit about your your background and and uh, what got you interested in the academy and Elixir. Hello, my name is John, and I'm an Elixir newbie. My, my, my back. Actually, it's it's a funny thing because my my official training was as a software developer around twenty twenty three years ago. I never actually worked as a coder or as a developer. I jumped directly into technical support, doing a number of different posts in customer service, technical support, uh, both in house as well as uh, for customers. That somehow morphed into into web management, and that somehow morphed into online marketing and advertisement. And I spiced that up with uh, a number of, of other adventures, both in the creative side of things and the entrepreneurial side of things. Um, I'm a very um, curious person. I, I I go in in many different directions, and and I got to a point in which uh, I wanted to to kind of do a bit of house cleaning and just have those things that would be simultaneously enjoyable, profitable, and that could provide a, a path to a mid and long-term professional future. So I started experimenting with different things. And, <clears throat> and this summer I was talking, I was talking to a, to a guy I know, and I knew he was into, into technology. He's an entrepreneur and, but I didn't quite know what, what he was actually doing. So I asked him about the specifics of his, of his company. And then he started talking about Elixir, like it was a religion. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know if it was that I wanted to play catch up or be as cool as he seemed to be, but I started pulling from my old coder brain and my old programmer brain and asking him, well, what is this functional programming thing? And how is Elixir different? And, and then it got to a point in which he told me that, that 
he was going to have, if everything was going well for him, and it seems that it's going to, he was going to have a very busy 2023. And, and he made me a proposition. He said, well, if you, if you learn Elixir, I'll give you a job next year. And that, that caught me completely by surprise because in the, in the array of things that I had planned for 2023, going back to development wasn't, wasn't in the list. Uh, I have another uh, I have other projects in the pipeline, pipeline and things that I'm I'm working with, but truth be told, it, it caught my attention. So so when Autumn started, I gave him a call and said, "Look, are, are you for real, or were you just talking?" You know, and and he said, "No, no, no, I'm I'm for real. I'm gonna uh, if if you want to give Elixir a try, I'm gonna put you in touch with this guy called Brooklyn, and the rest is history." And that was two two weeks and a half ago, more or less. So very recent, very recent story. Awesome. I love that. In a, in a very big way, you were the catalyst for deciding, okay, let's start teaching five days a week. Let's start testing out this material. Like now I have um, a student who is dedicated, who wants to do it every single day, who is going to stick with it and uh, stick with it until the end. And so that was kind of the the spark I was looking for to 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 hit the button. Um, Drew, I'm I'm curious for for your go. Tell us a bit about yourself. Thank, thanks, John. Um, <laughs> my name's Drew. Uh, I host a podcast called Citizen Coder. Um, I actually got into Elixir. I looked at it last year, 2021, and I've I've been kind of dabbling with learning to code for a long time and some stuff has, has stuck and a lot of it has not. And I think one, one, uh, I went through some burnout in 2021. And so I just kind of was poking around. I didn't want to drop programming completely, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I got into, I picked up an Elixir book um, I was looking at, you know, just functional programming languages, just kind of, I ran into Erlang when I was Googling, you know, what else is out there other than, um, uh, you know, standard object-oriented programming. And yeah, I, I ran into Elixir and I got a book and I started reading a little bit of it. And then um, I kind of put it down for a bit and just kind of took a break. And then when I started the podcast, um I don't remember. Did I just did I message you out of the blue? Pretty Brooklyn, much, yeah. Or, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Oh, I know what it was. I started listening to podcasts, and I'm like, I wonder if there's any Elixir podcasts. So I, I, I went through a couple of different podcasts, and then, but they were too technical, and so I was like, well, let's see if there's anything for you know newbies, and there was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I. I I binge listened to your podcast at work over the course of a weekend, I think oh, wow. it was. And I work 12 hour days, so it's just, you know, um, nobody from my job will listen to this. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I listened to all of your podcasts. I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to see if I can get this guy on my podcast because, you know, I want to learn more about Elixir. And, yeah. So, you know, we talked on the podcast and, uh, which I've had a lot of feedback from that episode from a lot awesome. of people. That's really exciting. Um, including one of the ones that 
that uh, decided to join the beta. Um, I forget what his handle is. Um, but yeah. So, okay. So then I decided to message you and see about the beta. You mentioned you were, you were running a beta and I wanted to learn Elixir. Um, and then when I got started on it and I realized what you were putting together and, you know, you were planning to do, I'm like, I want to, I want to do this. I want to go all in. And I think I texted you on discord and said, I'm all in. I want to learn. And then I think um, you and I kind of had a little bit of a conversation. You said that John was was going to go full on, and I'm like, I'm with John. I'm I'm going full in. You know, from day one to day the end. Um, that's what I want to do. So, yeah, I'm here and I'm I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, an incredibly exciting week because I think all of this happened within the same week, and uh, I've been building the curriculum for about eight, nine months now. And to have two people um, who are such hard workers, like you guys are just incredible um, with how hard you work, how dedicated you are, um, to have two people uh, in the same week um, express that degree of interest. Because we have, we've had beta testers. We've had people who've been trying it, giving their feedback. Um, but to have classes, you know, five days a week, to be doing stuff in your own time, to be coming to all of the support times, like that level of dedication, uh, it's hard to find because most people that are interested in, in kind of beta testing will already have some experience or have a day job or have, right? And so to have both the dedication and the time um, is difficult and rare. So I appreciate both of you. And as a result, I think by teaching regularly, that brought a lot of people out of the woodwork who were suddenly like, oh man, like it's funny. It was hard to field a full class once a week, but now we're fielding a full class five days a week. I don't understand how five days is easier than one, but that really happened where one day a week, it was just kind of hard to get a full classroom of people. But now I think we've had probably about the class size I expect for Dockyard Academy, like eight or eight or 10 people um, kind of every single day which has been super exciting um so i'm really curious what are your um actually before we go into your thoughts on the classes um because we've heard about both of your backgrounds and both sound i think fairly technical right uh we could technically say john you've been programming for 23 years um <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> In the same way that i've been drumming for you know 15 because i did it when i was a kid um yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and and same thing, Drew. You know, yourself starting a podcast. So um, I'd like to kind of hear what what do you guys think about the technical threshold of the program? Like, who do you think it's a good for a good fit for? Because I always say it's for beginners. It's for people who are brand new. I'm trying to warm people into it. It's one thing for me to say that. It's another thing to hear it mm. um, from from people who are actually going through it. Um, so what are your, what are your thoughts mm. on that? This is by far the most difficult thing I've done in a couple of decades. And, and cognitively I've done other things that have been more difficult in other aspects of, of life or, or work. But cognitively, this is the biggest challenge I have faced in a long, long, long time. Possibly since, since I was a, a full-time student and, <clears throat> 
hitting those subjects that just you don't seem to to get through your little brain. I guess it's also the lack of a habit in studying. I think that during your professional career, you you pick up some tools and then you use a combination of these tools. You may have to learn new things here and there, but but you re- at least I haven't found myself having to face uh, assimilating an, an entirely new body of knowledge. And it is not only a language, it's, it's a way of thinking, it's a way of problem solving. So... So it has and is being incredibly tough, incredibly tough. While at the same time, um, the challenge itself fuels my commitment. Um, it is, it is this sort of. I, I shall master this now that this thing has looked at me in the eye and <laughs> challenged me. It's like I shall not be defeated. <laughs> And that that has a that has a an edge that I, I think goes very well with my my personality. But I don't want to lie to anybody. It is tough. I also think that as you bring more students in and fine tune the way the lessons are delivered and and when the exercises are are brought in, some of those jumps of skill and knowledge and the amount of of stuff that goes into the lesson you'll be able to smooth it out. So we're also victims of the beta testing. And that's that's an element of, of the story. Yeah. Victims of the beta test. I, I, I shall do a t-shirt. Maybe that can be the, the group name <laughs> that you guys have been uh, brainstorming. Oh, yeah, we did need a group name. That, yeah. that would probably work. Um, I'm actually, I, I feel a lot the, the same way that John does. Um, it's, it is a, I, I think it needs to be for new new people. I mean, obviously I think anybody that's looking to pick up programming as a, I mean, you know, any kind of career or anything like that is going to have to have some technical knowledge, not necessarily having done programming before or anything like that, but at least know how to use a computer, you know, get around on a computer, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of the, the early steps, like set up, I like that, that you've skipped the vast majority of that for the beginning. Uh, using live book is great. Um, I haven't run into anything remotely close to it in terms of ease of use and focus on learning. I mean, there's there's a lot of things out there, you know, Codecademy and things like that, but they're just, they're not the same. And also having access to an instructor makes a huge, huge difference when it comes to the learning curve. Uh, I, I'd say, if anything, it, it flattens the curve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, um, so far it, it has definitely been tough. It's been a, been a brain breaker in, in a lot of ways and, um, especially like in my case, I'm coming from recent programming experience. So object oriented, you know, I didn't, I didn't get real deep in any particular language. So fortunately I feel like, uh, staying in the shallow end has kind of prepped me for this because it's not that big of a, of a switch. If I'd have spent a bunch of years in object oriented, I'd probably be having a lot harder time with the concepts and things of that nature. It's interesting how knowing more about a different paradigm can actually create a lot of mental blocks 
that I have to, like in mm-hmm. other students who are much more object oriented, uh, I have to take the time to say, hey, you have this mental model. You have the model of a class that is not the same thing as a module. Don't apply those mental models across because you will hit barriers because of it. Try to think of this as a new concept. Um, and I'm really curious, in the current state that the academy is in, knowing that um, part of the beta testing is figuring out how to smooth it out, is figuring out how to make it more approachable, um, do you think that someone who doesn't have any programming background, um, who maybe is you know comfortable with a computer, um, a little bit you know analytical, has kind of the right... Um, uh, uh, I don't want to say personality type because that's not quite what I'm looking for, but maybe like aptitude. Um, do you think that kind of mm. person could go through the academy? I think so. Yeah, I think so. It. I mean, they they would need to be um, <clears throat> very realistic about the the initial hurdles, but in many ways, as you just pointed out. Um, having a clean slate may also be be an advantage, especially when facing something like functional programming and and so many new things that that people that like me have been in you know related to different technologies and having our own ideas about what technology is like. The first week for me was just breaking many mental models like li- live view it's like uh, life book it's like wow. What what is that? <laughs> and uh, understanding all of those things, I think I spent more time trying to trying to break those old preconceptions than in the learning itself. But if somebody comes anew and they have the commitment, um, that childlike innocence can be <laughs> an asset. And then they, they will face other they will face other difficulties that maybe people like Andrew and I who have a bit of programming experience maybe we don't we don't have as much but yes it is it is geared so anybody with the proper attitude can can jump in and, and progress quickly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i appreciate that um and I, we've mentioned livebook twice so just for anyone who doesn't necessarily know what that is um livebook is a uh, it's like code notebooks with elixir it allows you to have elixir code uh in reading material in your exercises. Uh, and so Dark Art Academy pretty much 100% relies on Livebook to deliver our material. Uh, students go through the reading material and they'll have uh, executable code examples as well as exercises and interactive examples um, that they can uh, visualize and see. Um, and we also use it as the environment for completing different exercises. So just before we go uh, deeper on that, I wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. Um, I appreciate that both of you have said that this is hard um, because it is. <laughs> and it, I think it should be um, because if you want yeah. to become a qualified developer in three months, which is not a long time, um, I think that it needs to be hard in order for you to grow. And both of you are also in the very first week so it's the hardest that it's going to be, in my opinion, because yeah. it's yeah. a lot of new concepts. Mm-hmm. You haven't had the time to let them sink in yet. I think that things will mm-hmm. get 
easier, but we'll see. This is my prediction now. I'm hoping we can record more of these. Uh, and so we can check in with your progress and kind of see how it's going. So knowing that it's hard, um, what mechanisms have you found to fight against that? Like relying on your peers, um, different things that you're, you're doing to like face that challenge. So, yeah, I definitely, um, I agree with you. This is, I mean, this is for me, this has been the hardest, probably one of the hardest things I've done in, in terms of programming for sure. Um, but it's also been one of the most supportive. Um, so, Oh, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to learn on, you know, learn on your own, you don't have any kind of support group. I mean, some people, you know, there are like discord groups and things you can jump into. And, you know, if anybody out there is trying to learn on their own, they, I'd highly recommend finding a good group, but having access to, you know, an instructor, um, I use a, a live, basically another live book to, for my notes. And I'm literally just, as I go through a section, I'm making notes. I'm writing little bits of code to help me remember what's what's what. Um, and a lot of that is starting to solidify my, you know, my knowledge as I go along. Um, and that's not something that I did previously. So I've never taken notes. I, I didn't attend high school and I got, you know, I, I got my GED at 30. I don't have a college degree. So I don't know anything about taking notes. Um, note taking, you know, if, if there's a way to do it properly, I don't know what it is. So, <laughs> so I've just, I've just dedicated myself to just writing, you know, taking real notes. Um, I kind of took a cue from you, Brooklyn, and started writing a blog post. It's not released yet. It's, it's long and it's, you know, got a lot of crap in it, but, um, I think the point is just writing it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you've released it or not, but writing kind of signals to your brain that you know something. And I think it makes it stick better. Yeah. There's a definitely mm -hmm. a huge value in, uh, so if you want to talk about meta learning, there's a principle called recall, which is what it sounds like the action of trying to recall the information that you've already picked up. And the more you do that, the better those concepts tend to stick. And the act of article writing is essentially one big exercise in recall. It's going, what did I learn? How can I organize that information? And it also tests you because as you start writing, you go, oh, I'm trying to explain this concept. And I realize I can't because I don't fully understand it. So I can also reveal um, points where you don't understand. So... Highly, highly recommend writing. I'm very happy to hear. Uh, I know that both of you have been have been doing some writing. John, you've been going hardcore with the writing. Uh, I think I you've have. posted almost I every have. day. It feels like no, not every day, but I think I think once every couple of days. Uh, although, yeah, maybe I have published five posts in in a week and a half, something like that. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of that has been emotional venting, has been a way for me to to blow off some steam and and also simultaneously trying to have some fun, trying to make it fun for people who may be reading and and trying to attach some of those very high level concepts to some fun storytelling. Um so that has been that has been fun and it has been good to see that people have enjoyed those 
those uh, posts. Now, now I'm going to be attempting to to keep the fun, but try and be of use as well in what I write. Uh, because at the moment, those posts they feel a bit like a journal, you know, like I'm talking to myself and just having some fun, and that's that's good. But but I I I am unsure of how much they contribute to the to the wider community. But that that has been really good. Another thing that I started doing, people are not going to be able to see this because we are on camera. I've been writing um, cards that uh, help me remember some concepts and ask me some questions. And I, I'm going to do these memory cards and just go through them. The simple act of writing them with pen and paper, that has been good. And rewriting things in my own words. Like you, you may provide a very technical definition of what is a tuple or what is a map. And then I I force myself to write it in in my own words to see if I have an understanding or or not. And then I've also I'm 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 also learning now to make use of the resources of the of the academy. That would be the Discord. Uh, I'm less shy about asking questions or or sending you a message and saying, hey, when, whenever you have time, can we have a look at this? I've been super impressed with the generosity of a handful of people who who want to jump in and share a screen and, and sort something out in five minutes when prior to that it would take me hours to to figure things out. So once once I start getting the feeling of, oh yes, I am a full-time student, I'm a full-time student, I have classmates, I have references. Uh, you provide references in every lesson, learning how to use the Elixir documentation, um, taking YouTube and, you know, spark a, spark all of that with a bit of drugs and alcohol <laughs> and then you have a package. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly, it's just, it's just getting your toolbox. It's getting your toolbox and... Mm. And I think I think we're getting there. It's been really interesting watching. Thanks for the uh, card. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say thanks for the card idea, man. I'm going to steal that. Sure. Yeah, that's probably valuable both in writing them down and in actually using them, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. Watching uh, you, John. Watching you, Drew. Watching everyone on the Dockyard Academy Discord, uh, and also jumping into those conversations myself has been an absolute joy. Um, it's been, it's been this very weird, interesting thing, watching a community grow. And I think when we started doing the regular classes, when both of you joined, that's when it really started to feel like there is life in that community. Like there are people asking Mm -hmm. questions every single day. Now there's people responding. We have people who, um, are interested in mentorship, and so they will often respond back and we have people who will give explanations in different ways. Like um, we have an awesome, awesome, lovely, wonderful, wonderful individual who I'm sure both of you have gotten to interact with. Um, I think his his username is like CZRP. Um, his name is Q. Yeah. And uh, he's incredible at explaining concepts and he loves spending his time helping people. So to have other people in the community who can help provide support and seeing you support each other as well. Um, it's been really, really cool. And every once in a while, I try to jump in there. If I see a, a question, I try to jump in as much as I can. But I almost think there's more value in all of you helping each other, if that makes any sense, like mm. feeling like you have that support network. Hmm. I think both are very necessary. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think what, what you provide is a point of reference and a sort of emotional temperature to the entire experience. Like uh, you are the big daddy of the, <laughs> of the whole thing. So you, but, <laughs> I don't well, know if I yeah, love that really, title. It's like you, you are, <laughs> well, I don't know. You're you know like grandpa in that sense. You you walk into the room and you provide that calmness, that that good vibe. Like hey, nobody needs to worry. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. We're gonna, we're gonna get this. And and that provi provides a baseline of sanity, and, and and good fun. And then there's the rest of the of the class with the banter and hey, pass me this note. How do you do this? So I think both are necessary. If you were the like a cold, uh, disinterested, <laughs> detached professor with just a brain and no heart, it would be a totally different experience, you know. And and fortunately, as you said, both both. Both sides of the equation are working phenomenally. People are warm; that they are they have an in interest in in supporting each other and good vibes, good fun. And then you come into the room as well, and and, and it's the same. So I'm, I'm I, I I was not expecting that to be honest with you. That was the one of the total surprises of Dockyard Academy, the level of humanity that and and camaraderie that you can breathe. So it's really really good, refreshing. Yeah, Brooklyn, you're our Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, just, totally. Just saying. You shall totally. not Super pass. <laughs> or actually, well, maybe you will. I'm hoping that you will. That's kind of my hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we, definitely going to we pass. We shall pass. We shall pass. Is, is, is there going to be any final test or something? I mean, shall we, shall we prepare ourselves <laughs> for a final test? <laughs> oh, if you haven't looked at the curriculum, like, looked through it, yeah, there's going to be some uh, pretty large stuff going on. Yeah, Much the project, later, right? But, the the final project yeah totally yeah um but yeah the, i think the community's been great um i definitely mm. haven't experienced this kind of uh camaraderie and question answering and things like that and you know people just willing to jump in um i can't remember the guy's name offhand but uh he he walked me through making that pull request um he wasn't able to hop on and show me how to do it but he was able to kind of give me a verbal and since I already kind of I'm familiar enough with Git, you know, to figure it out at that point. But yeah, that was, that was super helpful. And, uh, and then of course, CZRPB, I think is, hmm. you said his name was Q. Hmm. Yeah. He's been, he's been a big help. He's, he's been throwing me answers and stuff for my terrible questions. And <laughs> it is, it is really, really hard to ask a question and get the point across in text. Yeah. It's, um, and then, like you said, examples are, are a big deal. Yeah, I've definitely learned that um, more often than not, it's easier to just pop in a call than to try to have it over text. But also having it over text does capture some information. So I tend to try to give an answer in text. And then if I have the ability to jumping on, I'm trying to do more jumping on to chats with people. I think that's going to help. Um, related to that, I wanted to ask a question to both of you. Um, what are you currently learning and struggling with? So we're in first week of the material. What are the struggles happening? What are the concepts that just aren't grokking? We won't go too deep into, into actually talking about them, I don't think, because that will be for our class on Sunday. But I just want to hear about what you feel like you're learning, what you feel like you're struggling with. Um, yesterday, I had a severe bout of imposter syndrome. <laughs> during during class when it came to the exercise i just 
I was just looking at it and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here right now. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It, um, so then I actually talked a good while to, uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, he's in Florida. He's got the, the craziness happening. Bill. Yeah. I talked to Bill. Um, Bill, Bill talked me down. Uh, Bill's Bill's awesome. Mm-hmm. Bill is wonderful. <laughs> uh, good guy. Bill yeah. Boss. Yeah, He's a good yeah. Guy. yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Bill's great. He he. Uh, you know, we just we just had a good talk about it, and you know, he's. I mean, he's pretty much in the same boat. You know, struggling just like the the rest of us, trying to you know trying to figure out things and trying to get all the concepts. Um, there's not any particular. I was struggling with with the three functions map and reduce and filter but i'm actually getting it now nice so i spent i spent yesterday or last night actually i spent i don't know i spent probably three hours last night going through re-going through that content and just just trying stuff exercises you know um rewriting them trying to trying to make just make sure that i understood what was actually happening under the hood and that's what brought me to that that question um, that I had earlier about the, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was reduce. Um, but yeah, it, you know, there's always going to be concepts and stuff like there's, there's easy stuff like knowing what a function is and that, that kind of thing. Um, it did throw me off that the course started with um, anonymous functions instead of named functions, because typically you don't see it in that mm-hmm. order. But having done it, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it does make sense to come in that order for this type of programming language because you more than likely run into it first. Mm-hmm. And I find that um, anonymous functions are a little bit more abstracted from other concepts. Like if I teach names functions, mm-hmm. I have to teach modules. And right, so, right, yeah, yeah. Um, Imposter syndrome is normal. <laughs> I'll just say that I experience imposter syndrome almost constantly, yeah. especially with this job, uh, because now the you know okay. early in my career it was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm an imposter. I shouldn't be doing dev work. And then I got comfortable with dev work. Now it's, oh my god, I'm a teacher. I'm responsible for knowing all of these concepts to a depth that I can actually explain them. And if I realize my mental model is lacking, or if I say the wrong word, that could significantly impact someone else's understanding and that like level of pressure and stress. So I, I, all I can say about imposter syndrome is that I get it and it's normal. I can't Mm, make it go away. Um, but I can say it's normal (laughs) and related to that. One of the biggest, um, you know, cause going through a boot camp is an emotional experience. Like, uh, John, you mentioned, Mm -hmm. like I, I really try to do my best to make sure that people feel emotionally supported because I know how hard it is. Like I've gone through a boot camp. I have dedicated, you know, three months of my life hardcore to learning. And it is stressful. There's not much you can do about it being stressful. Um, because it's it's gonna be hard if you want to learn that much in that short a period of time. Um but that said, one of the most common emotional reactions I've seen so far is not frustration um it's not frustration because of not being able to do something it's frustration because of the feeling that they should already know something or that there's an expectation Hmm. that they know something like if we cover 
Git yeah. or control flow, case con and if functions, mm-hmm. modules. I think there's mm-hmm. an expectation, expectation, and I don't know where it comes from. Um, there's an expectation of, well, we cover this concept. I should know it now. It's like, I don't right. have that's that expectation. Actually, that's exactly Yeah, it. I have an expectation yeah. that you're going to have yeah, to drill yeah. this okay. over and over and over again for the next several weeks. But I've noticed a lot okay. of students experience See, the frustration of, well, we covered it. I'm supposed to know it. That's yeah. really good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that, that is actually it. Like, uh, and it's maybe it's something I put on myself. I don't know that I just, you know, I really, really want to do this and I want to do well mm-hmm. at it. And I put pressure on myself, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's really good to hear that you're not expecting us to already know something just because we covered it in, you know, a 20-minute lesson. <laughs> right. It, it takes time and practice. And that's why the Academy is so exercise-focused. Hmm. I think that that's, also... The, that's really important. The, the, the way that the curriculum is, is laid out... I think that unless you tell us that you don't you do not expect us to master every concept every day um the inner the inner demon goes something like wow if I only get 30% of this and I need to add another lesson tomorrow that I'm only going to get 30% of mm-hmm. now I already have 100, mm-hmm. 140% accumulated mm-hmm. <laughs> holes in my brain <laughs> this castle needs to crumble by its own weight uh, but it, but learning doesn't doesn't work like that um, I'm finding and that's one thing and also the other mm-hmm. thing is that by forcing the machine a bit by by making it difficult I think also at least this is my experience like you raise the bar and you go like do whatever is necessary to get this. Now you have to get creative. You have to, you have to get disciplined. You cannot wait for mm-hmm. Brooklyn to show up on Discord and, and mm-hmm. answer your question. Uh, yeah. I'm on a different time zone, so I cannot just wait until 7 p.m. So all my classmates are awake. It's like you chose this. You you have committed yourself to getting to the end of this, giving your all and being employable and knowing Elixir. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's on you. The rest of it is resources. They're there to help. The curriculum can be better, worse, more tailored to your preferences as a student. But all of that needs to get out of the window the second you're facing that, that exercise and fighting yeah. with the syntax, yeah. which is my main struggle. Is like, why is... Why is certain type of brackets here, a different type of bracket there, and why a do here mm-hmm. and an arrow there? Which is the case for what? So that that's one of my biggest struggles. That my that I think that my mind has come up with the answer logically, but for the life of me, I cannot write it. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if you ask yeah. me to write it in Chinese, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. But again, you just you just. Come back at it, and you come back at it, and you come back at it. And now after a week and a half, I I must say, week and a half more or less, there have been a couple of instances where I have almost on the first go solved an exercise. Then the next exercise I failed miserably (laughs) and gloriously, you know? But but you didn't fail. You just tried it and realized that certain concepts need a bit more drilling Mm -hmm. in order to... Yeah, fully understand and complete the exercise. That's not a failure. That's an example yeah, of Gandalf in action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, for yeah, all of you listeners. 
John, I think you're you're definitely right. Like it, it's uh, especially for uh, beginners. Hearing that you're not expecting us to kind of know it all after one session uh, really really helps. But hmm. on the flip side of that, if you're going to do a boot camp, you better be dedicated to it because you're going to have to put in a lot more time than just your standard, you know, whatever your sessions are, two hours. Um, in order to learn things, whether it's find a way to drill yourself, whether it's write write down concepts on cards, um, you know, write notes, uh, go go through the learning material again, uh, just to you know solidify concepts. Um, there's there's so much to self learning, hmm. um, and or and learning after class that has to be done, especially if you're doing a boot camp that's three months long, like. There's just no way you're going to be able to to do it if you're not trying to learn outside of just the the coursework in class hmm. or hmm. outside of class anyway. Yeah, the coursework I, I think you can. Go ahead. I was going to say the coursework you can. The coursework is cool because you can go back and you can make a at least in live book. That's what makes it kind of special because you can go in and you can just make a code block and just type stuff and see what works or you can go back and to an exercise and type in that or copy it to another code block and just play with it and see what it does. I was going to ask Brooke, um, because I imagine that the, the struggles that Drew and I are going through at the moment, in a certain way, they mirror real work environments. Mm -hmm. Like you need to get this done and then you cannot expect somebody kind of fly into your office and go like, step one, key this, step two, copy that. It's like, no, dude, find a solution. <laughs> That's your job, finding a solution. So That's I funny. don't know if you have any, any comments on that. At the end of the day, programmers <laughs> are problem solvers. It's not about us knowing the specific syntax or knowing the specific language structures. Uh, at the end of the day, we're given a problem and we need to solve it. And that might require learning, mm -hmm. that might require reading about it, that might require trying different things and experimenting. Uh, but at the end of the day, the more important skill, and you've seen this in the course, is I'm less concerned about your ability to memorize syntax than I am with your ability to pick up the larger concepts. Like we've broken down how to problem solve. You speak the problem in English language. You take the time to write it out and understand it. Then you try your best to convert that into code. And then you verify that code and test your assumptions. You evaluate it mentally to say, here's what I think it's going to do. And then you run it and you find out what it's actually doing. You get clarity using things like IO inspect, or eventually we're going to cover proper debugging. But that is kind of the process that I don't have a lesson on that. But that process is something that is more important to figure out and learn through experience than do you remember how to write case and cont? Do you remember that case has a value in between the case and the do? Uh, or do you constantly put the value in for cond when it doesn't need to be there? Like that kind of stuff, you just quickly look at the documentation and remind yourself, oh, what is this again? And eventually you memorize it. But that's just a process of looking it up. It's the memorization is not the important part. It's knowing that those structures exist and knowing how to apply them and use them. I also want to soften our language a little bit because I know that both of you are incredibly hardworking, uh, high achieving by nature, 
and you're probably putting a lot more effort and stress on yourselves than is actually purely coming from the course. Like I know how much extra side work yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. want to say for anyone who... It's, it's definitely... Yeah. Yeah. For anyone who might hear the, you have to work super hard, dedicate all these hours. Um, I'm actually a little bit more soft in my opinion there, where I think hard work is great mm. and aspirational and you will get more out of this the more you put into it. But I think I would have mm. been afraid of that language if I had heard people talk about the boot camp that I went through that way. And mm. that's fair. so I, I want to make sure we yeah. take the time to say that. One, discipline is a learned skill. So if you hear what we're saying mm -hmm. here, and uh, you, John, I think you said it best, where it's, it's hard enough that you kind of have to start getting creative. And you have to start... Like, my goal is to make mm -hmm. all of you better people, right? Better people mm -hmm. and Elixir developers, but ultimately just better, mm -hmm. right? Whatever that means. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so right. I want to make sure that people don't feel too... Um, like, yes, you do need to get dedicate. If you're going to go through a three month course, <laughs> you should take that seriously. Hmm. But also, yeah, I think you can do it. Like there will be support. You will yeah, have right. support. Uh, you yeah. don't need to be afraid yeah. of, you know, of that kind of language is all I want to take the time to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I yeah, want that's, to, that's true. Yeah. I want to add the nuance that I think that a lot of the zest that both Drew and I are bringing into the conversation and the and the hard work. I think it's also a, a very particular uh, situation, both for Drew and I. Uh, we both know a bit of our personal circumstances and the significance that going through this bootcamp can can have for both of us. And I think we're also very aware of the opportunity that you have granted both of us. And mm. it's, it's, we, we don't want to yeah. miss it. We want to squeeze it. And that translates into effort and hours. But yes, I, right. I completely agree with you. We are not just, <laughs> this is not full metal jacket. We're having fun. And I'm sure that if you do another, another podcast with us in a month or two, mm -hmm. um, if we're still yeah, alive, <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. And <laughs> this is really a uh, first, first week guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think you're going to look yeah. back at this and realize that you were just kind of in shock and things yeah, won't even yeah. out once you get more time to let the concept yeah. sit. Um, and also yeah, it's worth right. saying that both like of you are going through an accelerated program. Like you only get two hours mm -hmm. a day with me, whereas normally you would get six. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big difference, <clears throat> right? You're essentially doing all yeah, of your learning yeah. time. Yeah. You're supported because you have the the discorders and all the different mentors, and you have people you can reach mm -hmm. out to. Um, but two hours versus six is a it's a significant difference because I'm still working on content, so I'm only yeah, able yeah. to do the exercise time. We even have less time for exercises than we would normally have. Normally, we'd probably have an extra hour, mm -hmm. so people feel a little bit time right. pressured there. Uh, and and to compensate for that, we've also slowed down some of the. Uh, I've realized I. I had one day where we're going to cover cover modules, functions, structs, and control flow all in a day. It's like that was that was not just ambitious; that was insane. I had to stretch that into like three or four days <laughs> worth was, of material. That was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. so I that appreciated really the funny. feedback on that one. That's for sure. We're like, hey, Brooklyn, we're dying here. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. <laughs> we can't do this. Yeah, and that's really oh, good feedback. Good. Now, 
I kind of want to add to uh, what John was saying, though. It's definitely like we're not we're not saying you got to give up your life to to do this. It's not you know it's not anything like that. But yeah, he's he's right. We we're both kind of he and I are in special circumstances, I guess, especially when it comes to career where we. I mean, maybe not that special. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there with not a lot of career options. And, you know, I live in a small town. I'm literally working at the highest paying job in my town, period. Like, there's no place that pays more. And without a college degree, I can't really progress. You know, I'm I'm pretty much stuck at the level I'm at unless I can dedicate four years of my life to go to college. And... Uh, you know, that's not, that's not my thing. I don't, I don't have the time, you know, I have a family and like, you know, like a lot of people, you know, you got family, you got, you got to work a job. I work a full-time job and, you know, so, uh, I, I set up the expectation with my family that they know that I'm going to be doing this outside of work and, and family, um, pretty much. I'd say full-time ish, you know, um, I'm at least dedicating four to six hours a day, you know, just Mm. depends on the day, obviously. And that's, you know, for my situation that works, it, that's not going to work for everybody. And, but I know that this is a chance in probably a lifetime. And that's part of the reason I jumped on it. Um, I'm sure John kind of feels the same. It's, Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity that came to us, and you know, door opened, and we we kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> you kicked down that door. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then- yeah, and you, you, Drew, you have family, and you have a, a full time job. I, I have a couple of projects and freelancing clients, and and things that I dedicate my time to. So I, I do have a. Uh, a life <laughs> aside from yeah, uh, yeah. Dog, mm-hmm. Dog um, Academy, but. Yeah, I hope that we are that we are communicating that it is hard, it requires commitment, um, it's enjoyable, can be done, and and then again, as you pointed out, Brooke, people will have six hours of you every day when when the academy launches, and we are making up for for that through supporting each other and looking documentation and getting creative. And yeah, once we yeah, get yeah yeah once we get flying in you know two three weeks, I'm sure that. We will also fall into a natural rhythm, and we'll get our chops in learning and assimilating information. And things things will <laughs> will get saner. <laughs> <laughs> well, and future students will yeah, yeah. have another benefit that you don't currently have, which is you. So, future students will have the ability to lean on mm-hmm. past cohorts have the ability to ask questions of people who've Mm -hmm. already been there. And when they say, man, like, I'm so stressed, I'm not getting any of this, I feel like everyone else just gets it and I don't, and I'm supposed to get this, but I don't, Mm -hmm. you will be there to say, no, no, like, that's totally normal. Literally, everyone feels that. That's what it's like to take a boot camp. That's not you. That's just the experience of doing this um, and having the ability to lean on people who've already been there, I think is going to be huge. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to need TAs just saying. Definitely. What is TAs? Teacher assistant. What's the meaning of TA? Teacher, teaching assistants. Oh, interesting. Yeah, people who can help me when I need, you know, someone's having a technical issue, they can go and help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Running this 
purely mm-hmm. by myself um, has definitely been tough. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if for the first cohort we will or won't have TAs. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, it hasn't been posing any major issues, but it does sometimes. It feels like running a Dungeons and Dragons game where the party splits in two. And you kind of have to go over here for a second, go over here for a second, make sure that this party has something to do while you're kind of spending time with the other. And um, so as with everything, Dungeons and Dragons has prepared me for my entire career. Um, <laughs> I really, really think that the most productive thing That's I've ever awesome. done. That's awesome. Yeah. Can I make a comment about yeah, that? Yeah, go for it. Um, because I have been peeking into the Elixir community for the last week, week and a half, and I have a few ideas on how to interact with it by now. But one of the things that I have that has surprised me a lot is the amount of people uh, in a situation similar to Drew or myself, and you have guests in Elixir Newbie who come from different backgrounds, and 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 they bring a totally different experience such as Dungeons and Dragons. I've been doing things in the creative side, advertisement, music. Uh, I even managed a safari company in Tanzania once. So it's like lots of different things. And I, it's a, it's an interesting phenomena to see all of, all of these different people coming to Elixir and seeing the opportunity to not only reinvent themselves and, and their careers, but what's your take, Brooke, on, on all of the different experiences that we bring from mm-hmm. different places? And, and do you have any guidance on, on how to package them, how to make the most of them when we, when we mm. get out into the job market and go like, yeah, I used to DJ in a bar and now I'm an Elixir. That is <laughs> a really good question. First off, I want to say that the Elixir community is wonderful. Um, that's really what got me to stick and made me like kind of when I first got into Elixir, made my eyes go wide and like really get invested was how supportive the community is, how kind different members, uh, like Sunday, uh, Mayant, um, from Elixir Wizards, uh, and Smart Logic, uh, Jeffrey Mathias who wrote Testing Elixir, um, were some of the first people to kind of welcome me into the community. And so far, just everyone has been incredibly kind. And like you said, super interesting and varied, and they have their own backgrounds, their own specialties. And um, one of the best things about programming is that it is relatively approachable. Now, I think there's a lot of work to be done to make it more accessible. Um, but when you compare it with other industries that require four to 10 years of schooling before you even get to try it and see if you want to do it. And then another five, 10 years mm. to like earn your stripes. It's a lifelong commitment yeah, to point. try something. Whereas in, in programming, if you have the skills, you can do it. A university degree doesn't matter. You know, education doesn't matter. Yeah. It is all about, can you do the job? And do you have experience that shows me that you can do the job? That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Mm-hmm. So people like yourself, it, it attracts a wide variety of people to transition into it because they have families and don't want to spend the next four years in school because they want something that challenges their brain that's a bit more cognitive that they can do forever. Like you can program until you're 112. Right right? There's, there's no physical mm-hmm. limit. You're not sacrificing your body. You're using your mind. And that's a muscle that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't really atrophy, um, at least not in the same ways yeah. and lasts quite a bit longer. 
Um, and so that approachability <laughs> is one of the things I love most about programming. Um, I think we're getting to the tail end of the time we have allotted. So I wanted to ask both of you, mm. is there anything, any message that you want to leave uh, potential future Dockyard Academists? Uh, we need a better name. Um, anything that you want to kind of leave the people listening with? Well, um, I would say that if anybody's interested in, in learning Elixir, I can only share that my experience so far has been phenomenal. I can foresee <clears throat> by the amount of work that I see Brooklyn and Dockyard invest into the curriculum and the infrastructure and, and the materials that is going to be it's going to be amazing. And I'm sure that we will have more to share on the particulars if we have another episode like this in I don't know, in a few weeks or, or so, something like that. But it is a solid service, it's a solid product and and Brooklyn is a solid teacher. And yeah, if if anybody wants to reach any of us and ask more specific questions, uh, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to answer. Yeah, yeah, um, I definitely agree with John. This is uh, this is one of the best experiences so far I've had learning to program. Even if you just take the the beta content on GitHub. And just work through that stuff. You're going to learn so much about Elixir, and just just on just on its own. Um, but obviously, combined with Brooklyn <laughs> and and uh, and the whole community, um, I I definitely think this is probably going to be the best way to learn Elixir going forward. You know, obviously, there's other other places you can you can learn, but the support here is is phenomenal, and it's. You really can't beat that. Um, and if anybody you know wants to reach out to me with questions, um, I'd be more than happy to talk and give any answers I can provide. Awesome. I'll include both of your contact information, whatever you want to share in the show notes. Uh, I'll send you your e-transfers for those lovely reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um <laughs> And uh, that is going to be it for this episode of the Elixir Newbie podcast. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed hearing about Dockyard Academy. I anticipate us doing more episodes like this in the future to check in with John and Drew uh, and all of the amazing, wonderful people who have been going through uh, and helping beta test our content. Um, right now, uh, we have very little space for people who are interested in beta testing, but if you reach out to me directly, um, there might be a chance of joining this wonderful group, but we'll see how uh, how we have to be with kind of our numbers there. We don't want to let it get too big. Um, but that is the end of this. I hope you all have a excellent rest of your week, and I will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>